Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. What's up? It's Clocked In with Jordan Edwards here. Hey, what's going on, guys? I have a very special guest here, Rory Douglas. He's a financial educator, high-performance life coach, international best-selling author of Cracking the Rich Code. Rory, welcome. Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me, my, my man. I'm happy to be with you today. Yeah, we're excited to have you here on the Clocked In podcast. So to start off, Rory, where's your story start? Because I know you've experienced so much in your life. Where does it start? Well, my story uh, started a long time ago. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been actually uh, an entrepreneur for almost 25 years. And I basically started from uh, sweeping floors, washing windows. Uh, I was on the grind, had the, the rough jobs and the muddy jobs. And I pretty much worked in corporate America. And I moved up the, uh, I just pretty much moved up during the ranks of working for corporations and things of that sort. And uh, I realized that um, I was basically uh, getting sick and tired of being sick and tired of just uh, having enough and not being able to fulfill my dream and my purpose. So I got tired of the rat race of nine to five and I decided to become an entrepreneur. And once I decided to become an entrepreneur, uh, my life changed. However, uh, it was a lot of bumps uh, along the way in terms of my, process of becoming a successful entrepreneur, when I was in school, I was uh, most likely not to succeed. I got kicked out of uh, every elementary school and every high school. And the reason I got kicked out of those schools, it wasn't because I was a bad student. It was simply because I had a bad problem. And that problem was I suffered from something that's called dyslexia, which, oh, where really? I read things backwards. Yeah. So, Even though I was a very, very bright student, I can recite everything the teacher would be saying. But when it came down to open book or test date, I had uh, I got pretty much freaked out and afraid and I ran for my disability. So what I did, what would do is is disrupt the class or do something to get kicked out of the class. So I was labeled a troubled youth. But my transition came one day when I was driving down the road in the car with my mom and she insisted I read some instructions. And I sort of tried to ignore her, uh, her request, and she insists, read those instructions. And I tried to read the instructions, and my mom realized that something was wrong. And my mom was my mentor. She basically worked three jobs to raise myself, my brother, and my sister. And uh, when she realized something was wrong, went to the counselors and the principal and said what was happening with me. And uh, I basically received some training and some classes and I always tell people to this very, very day that, you can have a disability, 
but you don't have to be disabled. And what we see in life, we see people who are destined to, to live their dream and destined to live their purpose who have disabilities doing more than people who have everything and no disability. So I pretty much went from the streets to corporate suites. That's what happened to me in my transition. So I'm a starch entrepreneur. Like I said, I worked from the ground up. Nobody gave me anything. And I am where I am right now because of what I've been through. And I always tell people, your dreams are not a figment of your imagination, just showing you glimpses of your future. So that's who I am. And currently, I have an international best-selling book, which is called Cracking the Rich Code. It's with uh, Jim Britt. He's a life coach, a good friend of mine. He's been around for almost 30 years. Kevin Harrington for ABC, The Shark Tank, and Tony Robbins. So the book is doing phenomenal. And I'm also a financial educator. I help people to pursue their purpose in their finance. You know, we live in America right now where the average American is one to two paychecks away from being homeless, Jordan. And one out of three Americans in debt. And that's a shame. We're in the richest country, one of the richest and wealthiest countries, but people are in debt. So that's my passion, to help people uh, in terms of uh, lack of financial literacy and to help people, specifically young people, how to uh, get on and get with it and give them some, some tips and nuggets to help them to have money for a lifetime and not a lunchtime. I love it. I love it. Three major points. The mentorship with your mom, I want to put that out there as he used his situation as guidance, which is huge. The second is, Rory, you didn't play a victim. There a lot of a lot of people, it's so easy to play the victim because people start to care for you, but Rory's like, no, I'm going to do this myself. And the third point is financial literacy. I huge advocate of. Um, that's how I started Edwards Consulting, helping people with student loans because my student loans, I looked at, I'll just do, give this quick story, but I looked at my student loans. I had three loans and that was covered in the minimum payment. And the fourth loan that I have was not included. And that was actually the highest interest and highest principal. And that was just going to keep accruing. And I go, no, 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 I caught you. <laughs> um, yep. But but the student loan companies, they don't tell you that. No one tells you that, in which case you come out this and you feel like you're defenseless and you don't know what to do. But yeah, so if I because I'm a, I'm a college specialist. And what yeah. you just said is so true. Yeah. Financial literacy is such a problem. So let's, let's get started. So you go from corporate, um, corporate culture. Where did the entrepreneurial path come for you? Like, where, when did you know you were going to make a jump? Well, the entrepreneurial path was always inside of me because when I was young, I was basically uh, one of those individuals who would basically go in the store and see some candy. And I would think right away, wow, I can take this candy to school and I can pretty much put it, make a profit off of it. Because So I had the entrepreneurial uh, inside of me, but I didn't really, really know what it took to become an entrepreneur. That's the reason why when I went to work and worked in corporate America for pretty much half of my life and realized that by working half of my life in corporate America, nine to five, I learned that uh, a job is, to me, the definition is just overbroke. No disrespect if a person has a job, but it's just over broke, which means you're only going to get so much, but you're not going to really, really have what you need to really, really fulfill your dream and your purpose. So I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I said one day, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, become an entrepreneur. And what did, what did I do? The first thing I did was I got involved with some network marketing businesses when it yeah. came down to selling products and 
things of that sort. But every time I got involved with a network marketing business, I would actually excel. So I knew I had something, but I didn't really, really know precisely what I wanted to do. But what happened to me was I basically, by doing so many different things, I found my passion. And I always tell people that in life, when you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. So especially young people, don't be afraid. I know for a fact that we go to college, I get it. A lot of times we allow the influences from our parents and other people to to determine or dictate what our path is going to be. That's the reason why the average college student changed their major at least four times. And every time they change that major, guess what happens? More debt, more debt. That's why the average college student that gets out of college has about $25,000 debt. If they're pursuing to be a doctor or lawyer, could be anywhere from $100,000 to $200,000 debt. And college loans have the highest percentages, as we were talking about. But the bottom line is, is that I pretty much um, dibbled and dabbled within the industry as an entrepreneur, just the same way I did when I was working in corporate America. I went to several different jobs, several different experiences. So I always tell people in life that um, there's never any losses for an entrepreneur. It's just lessons. So you have to make sure that your losses, so-called losses, are lessons, and you learn from those. Uh, from those, and then also too, don't be afraid to make a freaking mistake. That's one major thing I would say. Don't be afraid to make a freaking mistake. People are so tight. They're so tight today. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you got to let go and you got to let the creator. It's so important. That's why you have to pretty much discover your purpose. Sometimes you may have to do multiple things, but the main common denominator is is to find your passion. When you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. If your passion is making candles, hey, that's your purpose. If your passion is helping people, that's your purpose. But what I see as an entrepreneur, a lot of people are doing things that is not really, really a part of their DNA. It's not a part of their success. People are doing things other than what they really should be doing. That's the reason why 85% of Americans are dissatisfied with their job. So it's all about finding uh, your passion. You'll find your purpose. And as I said earlier, once you find your purpose, you will have money for a lifetime and not a lunchtime. There is a lot there. There's a lot there. Um, when you dive into purpose, uh, locating that and knowing what that is, it can be difficult at times because there's some people who are doing multiple different things and they go, I don't know which one's better or what's doing well. Am I, do I not have the correct formula in place? Do I not care? Like, what is it? So how do most people, how, how can someone figure that out? Well, here's the thing. That's a great question. See, winning is a habit and yeah. losing is a habit. And Absolutely. we win based on our habits and we lose based on our habits. So it's so important that as you're going through your journey, you got to be organized, which means you have to be organized. One thing about myself, I was trying to find my passion, but I was organized. In other words, I wasn't staying in the same place for a long period of time. In other words, I, I got into something, I discovered it, it didn't really, really fulfill me, and I moved to the next thing. But what I wasn't doing was, I wasn't doing multiple things at one time. We start off that way. That's what happens. We start off that way. Like I said earlier, we go to college and we say, hey, I want to be a dentist. And we get in college and realize we don't want to be a dentist. And then we want to do something else. And we change, we change, we change. So it's so important that Whatever you do, make sure that you give it enough time to see whether or not if that is for you. And then you go to the next thing. 
The worst thing in the world is, is to have multiple things happening at one time. I would recommend for young people, don't have more than two things going on at one time. I already tell people, turn your nine to five into your five to nine, which means if you really want to be an entrepreneur, you got to be willing on working 16 hours a day. But I tell people in life, Jordan, there's only two things you're going to be doing. Yes. Either you're going to be working to fulfill your own vision or working to fulfill someone else's vision. And it's sad to say that most people are working to fulfill someone else's vision. That's the reason why they don't really, really find their purpose or their passion. You got to give yourself time. And most of all, you got to be organized. That's huge. So you got it. And when you say giving yourself enough time, what are we, how much time are we looking at there? Well, I'll give you an example. If you went right now to go work for McDonald's, how long would you, would it take for you to realize this is not your destiny? Maybe a week. <laughs> a week. Okay. Right. But you'd be surprised. People stay in the same situation for years. Yeah. Thinking it might get better though. So that's what I'm saying. Where's that cutoff point where it's like, we got to go. Well, here's the thing. If you go someplace and it's not really fulfilling you, you already know that, hey, I'm just doing this to pay the bills. Okay. And that's temporary. So when you think in terms of a job, a job simply means temporary, which okay. means there's two things you can really count on with a job. You can count on a higher date, a layoff, or three things, a higher day, a layoff day, or a fire day. Those are the three scenarios with a job. Higher day, yeah. layoff day, or terminate, whatever. Yeah. Those are the things. So you know that already going in. So the job has to be a vehicle to get you to your purpose. That's the reason why I'm saying that if you go work on a job or you get into a certain industry, you give it enough time to see whether or not if that's the thing that fulfills you. Are you happy with it? Do you see growth with it? Most people, we don't do that. We just jump into things and we don't examine things. That's why it's so important along your journey to pretty much have, you know, you know I tell you this, this is funny. I'll tell you this. I've learned this. I would say everybody pretty much know to a certain extent what they want to a certain extent. I'll tell you the reason why I do it uh, all the time. When I sit down with people because I'm a life coach yeah. and I ask people, I say, if you could right now, Bob, Karen, Susie, if you could right now, what would you be doing right now in your life? And let me tell you, they start saying, Hey, I would be, Traveling the world, I would be doing this. I would have a business. I said, wow, there's your dream right there. You know your dream. And then the question is, why are you not living your dream? Yeah. You follow what I mean? And I'm going to tell you why oh, that happens. Yeah. Let me tell you why it happens. I don't want you to miss what I was telling you. Remember I told you in the beginning when we're starting off, who are the major influencers? Our parents and the people around us to dictate what we want to do. Exactly. We go for it and we realize, well, this is not it. So we change our major. Yeah. And then we try to do something else. So we change our major. So we're bumping around. That's totally, that's normal. That's natural. That's yeah. normal. That's natural. Every now and then a person may come up and know specifically what their gift is. I'm yeah. quite sure Kobe Bryant, he had a gift. He can play basketball. So some gifts are just totally identifiable. Some are not. Yeah. The ones that are not is a little more heart-fetched. You have to discover them. Yeah. I always tell people that everything that's valuable on this earth is very, very deep. Diamonds are deep. Oil is deep. Yeah. Things are deep. So the bottom line is, is that you start off that way. That's how we get into that scenario. We start yeah. off 
that way. So when you know pretty much what your dream is and what you would like to do, it's up to you to go after it, to live your dream, to live your purpose. But most people allow fear mainly and other people's influences to stop us. And fear is one of the main stoppers of your destiny. Fear is the bank robber of your destiny. And I always tell people that fear means false emotions that appear to be real. You are afraid of something that hasn't even happened. Yeah. So the bottom line is, is that uh, once you become fearless, life become limitless. That's what it's all about. So you, you got to be, you got to be a, a warrior and not a warrior. You got to be hungry. So in other words, if you know in your heart what you want to do, if you want to travel the world, if you want to have certain different things, you got to go for it. You have to yeah. go for it. And along the way, you're going to have a lot of setbacks. I get it. It's normal to have setbacks, ups and downs. But as I said earlier, there's never any losses. There's only lessons. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you got to be bigger than your situation and bigger than your condition. And not only that, if you got something to work for or something to go after, you got something to live for. So I always tell people, don't focus on what you're going through, focus on what you're going to, which means you got to keep chipping away at your dream, chipping away at your purpose. And when it comes down to art, man, one of the main things in art that takes the longest time is sculptures. Because yeah. someone starts off with just a rock yeah. and they have a hammer and a chisel and they're chipping away at that masterpiece. We're doing the same thing in life. The bottom line is if you got a picture of what you want to see, you got to keep chipping away and chipping away until you reach your destiny. But you can't allow a lot of things along the way to stop you. Influences, uh, not only influences, other things to derail you. You got to stay focused. That's what it's about. I completely agree with that. There were many points in there, many good things. But one of the most important ones that I found was I think anyone listening to this should take a moment and ask themselves, is what they're doing today making them happy? Is this what they want? And align that. And he's, Rory's not saying quit your job. Rory's just saying, use your job as a vehicle to know where you want to get to. Exactly. Use it. Make it a plan. plan. Yeah, make it a plan, which is 100% true because this is what we need to do. And and then the other major point is the decision. You make a decision, you're going to do it. So for me, I made the decision that I didn't want to live in. I was in Tampa. I gave up my lease. And I started traveling around and I was like, everything I'm doing is remote. I'm making this decision. Of course, there were things in the way that were pulling me back. But I didn't let that happen. I said, I'm going. I'm already going. I'm already gone. Like in my head, I'm there. I don't know what to tell you. I envisioned and being there. In this growth. You see how you see how far you've grown because of that? Absolutely. Because, because you, you said the operative word. You've got to make a decision. That's the operative word. You've got to make a decision. See, here's the thing. I'll tell people this. A mistake made repeatedly is not a mistake. It's a decision. Absolutely. It's a decision. It's not a mistake. So you've got to make a decision. And when you make a decision, is it scary? Yes, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. But I guarantee you, when you make that decision and you take that leap, you're going to learn and even if you fail, you're going to learn from that experience. So I always tell people that confidence is a very tricky word. Most of us are striving to say, to get confidence. 
we're striving to, to achieve certain different things. But I just want people to know, realistically, as an entrepreneur, you're not going to grow up tomorrow and just have confidence. Confidence comes by doing the same thing over and over again. When you do something repeatedly, you get better. You don't get bitter. So you got to make a decision and don't, it doesn't matter if you don't know exactly how to do it. But the bottom line is you have to make a decision. You have to go after it. And that's, that's where, okay, here's the thing. And people are listening. They, they'll, they'll get this. And I, I believe they will feel this. Uh, success is often found in a pile of mistakes. That's the reason why I said earlier, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Success is found in a pile of mistakes. You can't be afraid to make a mistake. You got to go after your dream. You can't let anybody get in the way. You got to be relentless. And you got to be, you got to be fearless. And how do you become fearless? You become fearless by making a decision and exercising confidence, which means repeatedly, I'm going, I'm going to continue to go at it, go at it, go at it, go at it. You're going to get better. You're going to get better. And when you get better at it, that's where the magic happens. That's what it's all about. You can hear me? Jordan, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. So the last point that I think we were at was you were fearless. You were talking about being fearless. And then you went and then it dropped the audio. But I can just chop that out. No now, I was saying you got to be fearless, but in order to be fearless, you can't be afraid to make a mistake, which means you got to keep going at your dream. That's how you build confidence. You don't build confidence overnight. You build confidence by being consistent. And consistency is the key to success. Being consistent. You don't have to be the best. You don't even have to be good. But if you're consistent, that's how you get there. Yeah, it's huge because... It it's the same example with working out when you want to get fit and ripped up, but you don't, you go to the gym one time, you think it's all going to happen. That's not true. Or even this podcast, like I want this thing to be successful. I have to reach out to people constantly and people are telling me, no, no, you don't even get answers half the time. But with this, it's my consistency of, I want to put out a video or two a week. So I keep pushing through and regardless, nothing's going to stop me from doing that. And that's what I'm working towards. Um, so I completely agree with the consistency. So when you were moving into the financial literacy space, how did that occur for you? Well, when I told you earlier that I got involved with network, network marketing uh, businesses, yeah. I, I, I accomplished a lot in those businesses. And I realized that um, there was more that I actually wanted to do. And then when I did receive, I started to receive a lot of um, monetary things, uh, money, I didn't really, really understand money, which means I, uh, I, had a, I did a, a bunch of bad investments and I started to fall on my butt because I didn't understand money. And, you know, what I did was I took the same thing that happened to me as, as a child when I discussed with you about my disability. I always tell people your vulnerability can be your superpower. Your vulnerability can be your superpower. You got to pretty much um, learn from it and face it. So... When, when I got into the, the 
network market industry and started to make a lot of finances and become very successful, I started to invest in certain different things and I started to lose my shorts because I didn't really understand finance. And it made me feel the same way I felt when I suffered from that disability. Yeah. So what I said was, what I need to do. Wow, I'm going to do the same thing I did when I was suffering from dyslexia. I got help. I reached out. I learned. I got over my disability. I did the same thing. That's why I always tell people a setback is just a setup for a comeback. So what, what did I do? I said, okay, wow, I'm going to study everything I can get my hands on about finance. I'm going to learn as much as I can learn about finance. So I started to read books, listen to tapes, videos, learning about finance. And I decided at that particular point, I'm going to go ahead and, and get involved with the financial industry. So I went and I worked uh, at some financial agencies and I got in those agencies. And once again, I started to excel really, really fast. And that's when I discovered that was my purpose. That's where my purpose, that's where I was fulfilled at. I was fulfilled because I got a chance to educate myself about finance. And not only that, I got a chance to help a lot of people who have a lack of financial literacy. So I look at so many people out there today that has a lack of financial literacy. It's no difference than I, when I had that disability. How is it possible that the average American is one to two paychecks away from being homeless? One out of three Americans in debt. And college doesn't teach us how to get out of college and go create a job for ourselves. College teaches us how to get out of college and go work for corporate America. So a lot of us, are being hindered right from the start. I'm not saying college is not good, but what I'm saying is, is that you got to have some skills. You got to have some tools. You got to have the know-how. The know-how is so important. So if you're gonna take a path as an entrepreneur, or if you're gonna take a path on your dream and your purpose, then you got to take that leap, leap of faith. You have to go through those emotions. But the bottom line is, is that I got my hands on everything I could get my hands on, worked for a few financial firms, and I decided, I was going to start my own financial firm and my financial firm is called Aqua Financial and Aqua Financial was born and now my firm is doing very, very well. I also have a lot of agents who I train, over 300 agents that I actually train and we specialize in investments, health, education, college savings plans, retirement strategies and everything is based on financial literacy. So. That's my, that's my passion. I'm living my purpose, man. And I'm so excited about it because not only am I living my purpose, I get a chance to write. I have a few books that are doing amazing. I travel around America prior to the pandemic, talk to young people, talk to uh, organizations, uh, corporations about financial literacy, the basic finance one-on-one principles. And you can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in Rory's voice that he is working his purpose and he's living his dream. Because there are so many people, you can tell right away how someone feels about what they do when they speak about it. I feel the energy from this guy. So that's definitely the most important um, when figuring out if something is your purpose in your guiding path and also to make the jumps. And if you can find your purpose and be able to help those along the way, it's even better. It's even yeah, better. I, and that's, I think everybody's meant to do that. I think everybody is meant to, once you find your purpose, you are meant to serve. You know, every, most people are striving for comfort. And I always tell people comfort is a very, very dangerous thing. When you get comfortable, it's very dangerous. You know, 
one of the richest places on this planet is the graveyard. There's more buried dreams there, more things that people wanted to do are just buried in the graveyard. So as you're growing and developing, you should be afraid to be comfortable because you got so much that you need to do and so much you need to, to accomplish. But I think we all are pretty much brought on this earth to serve. Once you find your gift, and everybody has one, then you want to make sure you maximize that gift through service, helping others and, and, and living your life. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and I think giving back is, and that contribution state is definitely one of the top ways to feel fulfilled with yourself. Because a lot of the roles and jobs people have, they don't feel fulfilled because they're not, they're helping people, but it's not the, the thing they really love to do. Exactly. It's, you're right. It's not real. It's, see, here's, it's not real. It's the same difference between riches and wealth. Yeah. Riches is not real. Wealth yeah. is. See, that's important. So it's a big uh, now, let, let's dive into that. What's, what's the major distinction with that? Well, riches is, is I would say, as I said earlier, it's for, it's for a lunchtime. Wealth is for a lifetime, which means I can virtually have two nickels to rub and still be wealthy because it's the mindset. So yeah. I always tell people, always tell people an asset is putting money in your pocket and a liability is taking money out of your pocket. Yeah. One of the greatest assets we have as human beings is our mindset. Absolutely. That's your greatest asset, your mindset. So when you have the right mindset, you know who you are, whose you are, and you're going after your dream and your purpose, you are wealthy. But when people get monetary things like money, you can be rich, but, but yet poor. And not yeah. only that, when we look at people who have a lot of money and we look at how people lose their money so quick, so the bottom line is, is that I could have a lot of money and be poor, which means I don't understand money and I can lose that money. Same thing happened to me in my journey. I had some money, but I didn't know what to do with it. I was really poor because I didn't have the, the information. I didn't have the knowledge to understand money. So there's a big difference between riches and wealth. You want to strive to have wealth because when you got wealth, it's ongoing. Absolutely. And I always tell people, money needs us. Money needs us. What I mean by that, especially for your listeners, if you're going to be an effective entrepreneur, you got to change the mindset. Money needs you. What I mean by that, I can put $10,000 on this table right here. And that $10,000 don't have the ability to do nothing unless I take it and work it. But most of us are chasing money. But once you understand money, money will start chasing you. That's what it's all about. Once you become wealthy, money will start chasing you because your, your money is being used to make more money. Yeah. Only suckers save money. <laughs> money is meant to make money. Yeah. And whoever controls your money controls you. Yeah. Whoever writes your check on your job control you. And what yeah. we see is we give control to everything. We give our control to everything. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you got to take your destiny in your own hand, which means you got to learn about money. You got to learn about your life, your gifts, and your goals. And once you align yourself, you're wealthy, man. You're on a path towards success. So particularly for someone out there listening, especially a young person, you got a, you got a dream, you got a purpose, you're going after something. 
I want you to have some self-confidence, which means I want you to continue to work your dream, work your purpose, and you're going to feel wealthy. And eventually you will be wealthy. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely heard that where people are actually, um, what is it? They say you're wealthy in relationships and experiences, and then the money will come eventually. It'll chase you. Money will chase you, but you got to have the right uh, mentality. Don't chase money. When you chase money, guess what? Sooner or later, you ain't going to be able to catch it. (laughs) Yeah, and the one thing I want to dive in on that you were just saying about the rich and the wealthy. Now, let me give a quick example, and let me see if this is correct. So we could have one guy, Wall Street, makes a million dollars a year, but he lives in a $3 million home, drives a $400,000 car. You know what I mean? The expenses start piling up. He's still paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people don't understand that concept about how someone can make a million dollars and still be paycheck to paycheck. Where there's the wealthy guy who makes 50 grand a year, but he owns his house, he owns his car, he's already got a retirement account, saving for the kids, doing it all, but he only makes 50 grand a year. That's a very different concept. And that guy's actually more wealthy than the the person who makes a million a year. See, you're a smart little guy. See, it's not how much you make that counts is what you keep. Exactly. It's not what you make that counts. It's exactly what you keep. Now, here's the thing. In most cases, that guy that's driving that Ferrari, they got that big home and all those different types of things. He's caught up into the APR. He's not, he's not caught up into the APY. See, the APR okay. is interest. The APY is compounding interest. So the wealthy guys understand the APY. Yeah. That's compounding interest, which means yeah. he's making money. His money's making money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely a concept. If you guys don't know compounding interest, look that up immediately because and that the, is and the rule of seventy-two. Absolutely, you want to elaborate on that? Well, yeah, the rule of seventy-two is used by all banking institutions, and I want to let this out to your listeners. The rule of seventy-two is used by all banking institutions, finance companies, student loan, credit card companies, and even the bank. They use the rule of seventy-two heavily, and you'll be surprised. Most of the people who work in the bank. Don't even know about the rule of 72. Rule of 72 can work for you or can work against you. It works for you if you're receiving interest, like compounding interest. It works against you if you're paying interest, like a credit card or a bill. It's simple. You take the number 72, you divide it into any rate of return, and that's going to tell you how long it takes to double your money. For instance, 72 divided into 4 equals 18. That means your money doubles every 18 years. So the rule of 72 is used by the banks. That's the reason why it takes people so long to pay off credit cards because of interest in the rule of 72. Yeah. And that is something that you guys have to know because as, as me and Rory are discussing here, you can make your money can make more money for you, but if you get in credit card debt and student loan debt, that can compound as well. And that could be a very dangerous issue where now you're going on the wrong side of the rule of 72 and the money is not helping you. It's coming against you. Exactly. That's why I said whoever controls your money control you. And that's what happens uh, here. We are basically in so many different ways of being controlled. And uh, the bottom line is, is that uh, today in today's society, especially young people, um, like I said earlier, your dreams are not a figment of your imagination, just showing you glimpses of your future. You know, you you can you can live your dream. Uh, You can you can you not only live your dream, you can reach it. It's obtainable. But you got to pretty much um, reach out and learn some things and, and, and ask people questions 
and most of all, like I said earlier, young people don't be afraid to make a mistake because success is often found in the power of mistakes. The only reason you won't be successful if you quit or if you give up. So you have to make sure you stay um, committed and, and, and keep working towards your dream. And I always tell people that um, if you would just invest three to four years in yourself, laser fo focused, you'd be surprised at what you can do. Elaborate on that a little bit. Well, if you, if you take at least three years yeah. and invest in yourself, which means whatever your, your purpose may be or whatever your dream may be, you may be uh, trying to start a, a new business. Yeah. Give it three solid years, which means give it 100%. What yeah. most people do is they do certain things, but they don't give it 100%. And when they don't get, out, get what they want out of what they're doing, they, they complain. It didn't work for me. It wasn't no good. Because did you give it 100%? And that's one thing about myself to this very, very day. I give it 100%. I don't care if I'm going to commit two hours to something. I'm going to give those two hours 100%. So the bottom line is, if you expect to get something out of what you're doing, you got to give it 100%. You can't have a champagne taste with a beer budget. You got to really, really stay honed in on what you're doing. And in America, there's so many things we can do to be successful. If I gave 100% to selling bubble gum, I could be successful in America. Yeah. A lot of us are not successful because we are lazy and we procrastinate. And procrastination is the thief of time procrastination, procrastination and being lazy. But if you would just home in for three years and say, you know what, hang out with the friends and, and, and all of that stuff, I'm gonna put, it, put all that to the side right now. I'm gonna stay laser focused on my dream and my goal and my path. If you do it for three years, I guarantee you, you're gonna be halfway there toward your success. Most people don't even do that. It takes about 21 days to develop a habit and it takes at least 21 days to get rid of a habit. Most people can't even follow 21 days of discipline. That's why it's important that you stay disciplined. That's why I always tell people, have a daily goal. Most people set yearly goals, but that's deception. Yearly goals is basically is an excuse to find and buy time. When you have a daily goal, you're accountable for your daily goal. Because the bottom line is this. If I have a daily goal, I have a weekly goal. I have a monthly goal. I have a yearly goal. So why do I have to procrastinate and have a yearly goal? I got a daily goal. That's what it's all about. So you got to make sure that you create guidelines and timelines for yourself and have a daily goal and you stay focused and that's how you win. That's what it's all about. When you think in terms of these NBA players, Steph Curry, that shot always go in, but people don't know he may do 1,100 shots a day. Can you imagine doing 1,100 shots a day? I mean, he... I could imagine doing 1,100 shots today. That's a lot, but that's what he—that's why he's the best. And that's why, regard, the that's why the ball goes in the basket. Absolutely. But in regard to that goal setting that you were just referring to, I realized in 2019 for myself that yearly goals are kind of nonsense unless you keep an eye out on them, in which case one of my goals was run a marathon. You don't just get off the couch and run a marathon. I practiced a lot. I trained a lot. But that accomplishment of finally doing it, such a sensational feeling. And I love what you're saying about the little wins. Get a little the, win each day. Yeah. The little wins, and here's something else I would tell the listeners. The little wins is so important 
but ignore the big picture. I'm going to say it again. The little wins are important, but ignore the big picture. See, what we do is we look at the big picture. We yes. look at the end of the journey. And we get that big picture in our mind. And we see that we're not even close to it. And we get discouraged and we turn back. That's what happens in most cases. Okay. And that's the reason why you've got to have little wins. I always tell people to praise progress, but not perfection. So little wins. When you have little wins, you create a lifestyle of results. One of the biggest problems is people see their whole situation and it robs them of their momentum. It robs them of their purpose. It's so important. So don't look at the big picture. You got to think about little wins. I always tell people when I sit down with them, I ask them, hey, you want to be financially free? They say, yes. Well, what do you want? I want a, I want a million dollars. And I'll, I'll ask them, I'll say, okay, well, how, much, how much money do you have to make a day to have a million dollars? Yeah. Most can't even tell me. Yeah. Say, so, oh, you don't even know what you need a day to make a million dollars. You don't yeah. even know. Now, when you tell them what they need a day, they say, wow, that's all? That's reachable. So what if you would have locked into that? That should have been your goal. I, the million dollars is my goal, but I locked into what it takes a day to make it, and now my, now my goal is more reachable because it's smaller. But yeah. in actuality, it's going to get me to the big picture. So don't allow the big picture to rob you of your destiny. And that's the reason why most people in today's society are chasing dreams or chasing other people's dreams. Your dream will start to chase you once you understand how to set it up. Yeah, you, you gotta reverse engineer the entire thing because you, you can't start at the end. You have to work your way back and understand that it's like, regarding the marathon reference, okay, this week I gotta run three miles on Wednesday, five on Saturday. And by right. the end, it's 10 on Wednesday, 20 on Saturday, but it's a building process to get there, but it's a win knowing that I can do it each day. Right, and one of the, one of the biggest mistakes is what people fall victim all the time because what people don't realize is that we're visual first. So yeah. what I normally do is I know what my main goal is. I look at it one time, but then I focus on what I need to do for the day. Yeah. And what I find is by staying focused, I get to my main goal quicker. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that, that's a major distinction in its own sense that you want to focus. You, you know what the big goal is. You don't tell yourself the big goal every day because you go, okay, I want a million dollars. All right, well, you got to make $50 a day for the next five years. Let's figure out how to make $50 today. And, and that'll guarantee that you're going to have that. Yeah. And that's, Something that you can write down each day. Okay, I sold three books. I sold a t-shirt. I did something. I mowed a lawn. I did anything. And, and guess what happened? I call it the rocket effect. Even listening to you, I did this today. I did this. I did this. It becomes a lifestyle of results. And then you blast off. See, a rocket don't just blast off. It's, it, it counts backwards. Ten, nine, six. See, backtrack. And then explode you got the yeah. backtrack. you got the backtrack if you want to explode that's the message i'm trying to give people you got the yeah. backtrack in order to explode yeah don't, it's look, a at, don't look at the moon because you haven't seen it <laughs> you haven't seen the freaking moon what the hell's wrong with you you haven't even seen the freaking moon you know what it looks like but at least start off right so you can get there yeah exactly and i think that's huge for the listeners because 
everyone goes, I want this, I want this, I want, how are we going to get there? We got to work on the steps that you need to utilize for your process to achieve that. So I think that's so big for the listeners. Rory, we're running down a little bit. We got a couple minutes left. What is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Yeah, you know, I really want to leave, especially the young people, the young people. I really want to encourage you guys to live your dream. Right now, in a time where we have pandemic, and not only that, very volatile stock market, half of America out of work, it's a lot of negative stuff that's going on. This is the time that you want to strike. This is the time you want to activate your purpose, activate your dream. Right now, more millionaires are being made than any other time ever before. So this is the right time for you as a young person. This is your time. This is your shot. And right now in America, this is the time. We need new young people, new young up-and-coming entrepreneurs to take the bull by the horn and go for it. So once again, last but least, your dreams are not a figment of your imagination. It's just showing you glimpses of your future. Keep striving and losing is not an option. Rory, I love it. So much knowledge there. They, dude, really appreciate the insights. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. It definitely means a lot. And uh, yeah, I really hope that's a wake-up call for everyone listening here going, figure out what your dream is and figure out how you're going to go after it. Let's get this done. You know what I mean? Let's change lives today. I love it. Yeah, And then also too, I just want to let you know also too, Jordan, um, I'm really, really, um, I'm, I'm very, very honored to be on your show. And I have a lot of admiration, respect for you as a young entrepreneur, not being afraid to live your dream and keep doing what you're doing. I have no doubt in my mind, man, that you're going to live your purpose and, uh, We'll be probably hearing some big things for you in the future. I appreciate that, Roy. Thank you. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.